Hi there, this is Barbara from Butter and Baggage, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to eBlog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you're listening to episode number 332. Today, I am super excited to have Barbara Curry with me. She's going to talk to us about building community while building a business. Married, mother of two strong independent girls, Barbara has been practicing law for 32 years, representing people who have been injured at work. Barbara began her blog when she became an empty nester to grow as a hobby, but realized how much she loved it. And her blog is Butter and Baggage. By the way, in in 2018, Barbara decided to make it into a business. Her blog focuses on comfort food with a Southern flair. Barbara, super, super excited to have you on the podcast finally today with me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. A little nasally with some head congestion, but um, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Uh, we'll get through it. I'm a little, I don't know, something going on with my throat too. So we'll, we're in this together. <laughs> All right. So we'll get through it. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll get through it. So what is your fun fact before we dig into your awesome topic? Well, normally my fun fact is that I'm a food blogger or a food yeah. photographer, but it's not a very fun fact here. So I picked another one that I think really goes along with what we're going to talk about today. And that is that I became a distance runner when I was 53. Uh, so something that I hadn't done before. And so I just love, love running a long distance. I, I, my race is a half marathon. That's what I train for. But what I realized with running and why I think it's so like food blogging is that I couldn't have done it alone. Mm. So you need you need a team of people supporting you. You probably have running friends, right? I do. And before I had started, I had I had always exercised. I loved to hike and things like that, but I had never run more than three miles. And so the thought of running six miles, you know, a 10K or a half marathon was just something I thought I could never do. And so I joined a group to train for it, to train for a, a 10K and then um, after that a half marathon. And I think that what joining the group did, I, and it's not that I couldn't have run a half marathon or a 10K without a, without friends and without a group, but I don't think I would have done it well. And I think that the end result would have been that I would have gotten injured. And I think that's what happens with a lot of runners is that they become a distance runner and then they become injured. So I did, I joined a group and with that group, you, I learned all the basics that experienced runners already knew, you know, what kind of clothes to wear, what kind of things to keep from chafing, what's about gadgets, the wonderful gels that you can get to, yeah. to get you through a race. And just having that camaraderie and learning the basics just made this something that I loved and knew that I could do for the rest of my life. 
There are so many parallels with that and food blogging. And I wrote down, we don't want to become injured food bloggers. <laughs> That's kind of the moral, <laughs> That's right. right? We don't. And I think sometimes we can feel that way. So when I started with this group, you know, the goal was just to finish a 10K and then to finish a half marathon, not to race it competitively, but just to get through it. And I think that's kind of how we are with our blogs when we start out. But eventually my goals changed and I had to, like, I finished it and I'm like, well, I really like this, but I don't want to just finish a race. I want to be competitive and I want to improve and I want to, you know, get a, you know, be faster. And so I found out that I needed to change. I needed to do something different and find a new group and find a new group that was um, more competitive and not just running to complete, but that could um, you know, run fast. And that was really outside of my comfort zone. I felt very intimidated by these really fast runners that had run Boston and all of that. So I went to running camp and I just was so nervous about going to oh. running camp. Like, oh, I'm not a runner. How can I go to running <laughs> camp? And I think that's what we do you know, like with conferences, with the food blog. Mm. And I know that's how I felt when I first went to my first conference. And then, you know, from there, I learned so much at running camp that I'm like, okay, I I know that I can do this now, but I know I need more help. And then I got a running coach. So I have a running coach and I've had him for years and he helps me train. And I just have this camaraderie with him and with the people like that I met at running camp. And the result result was that I am very competitive. I've run lots and lots and lots of half marathons and I have not been injured and I run them, you know, at a pace that I want to run, but I'm not injured. And it's something that I think I can do for the rest of my life, which is really, that was the goal for me after first finishing. Yeah. Cause you want to enjoy it. You want to excel, you want to get better, but Yeah, what you said is so key. Ultimately, you don't want to be injured because when you're injured, everything shuts down. Yes, and then you you can't do it. And I think just what I learned from having this group that I could always go and ask and and kind of when when I went, when I go to running camp, I've been several times, you just go and you just get invigorated and it's like, oh, you're so motivated. Okay, you know, they did this or, oh, I want to really try that race. And it's just, you get so much support from people that do kind of the same things that you do and, and love the same things that you do. Yeah. I don't know that any fun fact has ever tied in so well with the theme of the... Usually it's like totally off the wall and then we're like, okay, so anyway, let's move on to the topic. But this is so perfect because this mirrors your experience with blogging and this is what you're going to talk about, why we need to collaborate, why we need that community. So did your experience with running and everything that you just talked through make you more aware of this, do you think? Or did is it something that once you were in blogging, you're like, oh, wait, that's so crazy. Did you realize it beforehand or after? I wish I had realized it before and made that correlation <laughs> because I really wish I would have collaborated and done it much, much sooner. But it, it was something that kind of came to me, I would say, in the last year that, wait, I have used this you know, I got a coach in running and I went to running camp, you know, I, there are some correlations and those things helped me there. Maybe they could help me, you know, in the, the food blogging world too. Yeah. So how did things start to change once you realized you needed collaboration? I guess maybe we could talk about, first of all, the different ways that you dug into it and then we'll get to how it helped you. 
Yeah, I I think that, you know, coming at it maybe as a little bit older blogger, a lot of it was like a foreign language to me. And I didn't grow up with computers. You know, I didn't have a computer until I was in law school. It wasn't that I didn't have one, but they didn't have computers really <laughs> until I was in like the the laptop, the you know, ones that you could have at home and yeah. and the same with like cell phones. And so a lot of that is not intuitive for me. And I after I started, I just realized that there was so much that I didn't know and I was didn't really have anyone to ask. It's not I mean, I could ask my kids and they could help me out with some technical <laughs> things. But I think that's when I realized that I really needed some help from people, someone I could talk to. And I think that's where I started the journey is realizing how once I decided to go from a hobby to a business that I was really going to need some help. Yeah. So where did you look first? Well, I first went to a conference and I went to Everything Food Conference in 2017. And my thought was, okay, if I'm going to make this a business, I need to go and I need to learn. And, and I had done a lot of things online. But again, it's I think it's hard to learn things in a vacuum sometimes. And so I thought the conference would be great. I felt so out of my league when I went there. And, you know, I had less than a thousand views a month and was just, it wasn't doing anything like I am now or things that any blogger should be doing. I didn't meet anyone. I felt very just like I am in a foreign country and I don't speak the language. And that's what it was. People were talking about all these words. like I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I went and I learned a lot from the the actual speakers, but I just did not meet anyone not a single person. And so I decided I went back in 2019. And my goal was not to learn anything, but to meet someone, to find someone that I could meet, that I could continue to um, form a relationship with. And um, I was successful the second time around and, and met a couple of people, turned out to be great friends and people I could collaborate with. And so that was, I think, the start of my collaboration was going to that conference. And I I know there's not quite as many conferences now as there was before COVID. Yeah. That was how I started. And then outside of conferences, because you mentioned there aren't as many now, and the ones that are around are great, but they only come around like maybe once a year. And we need more collaboration than that. So outside of conferences, what are some other ways that you and other people could collaborate with food bloggers? Well, the first way I did, and this was before I was had monetized the blog, and so you know it's hard to invest money, and when you're not making any money from it, and so the first way I did that was just an informal mastermind group, and I guess is what you would call it. And those were people that I had met at that conference, and we just decided that we would have a monthly meeting and just talk about things. So that was so helpful for me to have someone that could walk me through things or could explain what they were doing. And I think anyone can do that regardless of where you are financially is if you can find someone. And sometimes that's really hard to do. I mean, it was hard for me to find someone. And I have reached out to people like on Instagram and they just never respond. But then you'll reach out to someone and they will. So I think that there are ways that you can find these friends, find someone, even if it's just one or two people that you can talk to informally. And that really made a huge difference for me, you know, 
going into that conference in 2019, I had a thousand page views. And due to these people that helped me and were willing to kind of hold my hand a little bit and say, okay, you need these basic, you know, you need to do some of these things and push me. You know, I was able to get on Mediavine, qualify for Mediavine before the end of the year. And that was all just due to this informal group that we had that met, you know, every month, just kind of chat about things and what was going on with our blogs. Yeah, it really doesn't require much. Just like you said, reaching out on maybe Instagram or somewhere in social media, if you feel like you align with somebody and just ask, ask them if they want to start a group with you. Most likely they're probably looking for people too. And I love how far that took you just meeting with them. How long would you say you met before you saw those results on Mediavine? Well, the, I think the, I remember right, Everything Food Conference was in May of 2019, and I qualified in 2000, in November. Now, in that year, you only had to have 25,000 sessions to qualify, and I know it's increased since <laughs> then. But <laughs> So it was just right before COVID, then November before before that. Yeah. And then after your informal group, you saw the need to maybe start investing in ways to get together with people and talk us through that. I did. And so, you know, then, then COVID hit and, but I was uh, monetized. And so I just tried to, my goal or my thought process was, and this is different for everyone else. Again, I am, I'm practicing full time. So I had a little bit of extra money that I could use to invest. But then once I started to make any money, I put all the money that I made from Mediavine into investing in the business. And I started a paid mastermind group in February of 2021. And that was very different from my informal group because it was um, more structured. We had something that we talked about every week. And you had a hot seat where you were, you know, you had an opportunity to talk about some issue that that you were working on or something you just wanted a roundtable with someone or get ideas. And that, I think, really made the difference. And I think part of it, too, is when you pay for something, you're more invested in it, or at least I am. Yeah. And if something is free, it's like, well, you know, I'll do it when I get around to it. But this, I, I put money on the table for this, and I was going <laughs> to show up and be prepared and try to help other people. I think that's what was kind of nice about the this first paid mastermind, I was very, you know, intimidated and nervous. I'm like, I'm not going to have anything to add. And I don't want to just, you know, take information from people. I want to have something to add. But I think what I learned in that, just that first group was that regardless of your experience level, everyone has something to add. And I think every everyone has something valuable to add in the group. And it, it was in that group. And I found that I found, I had things that people found were valuable. I was always so surprised. But, yeah. um, you know, that <laughs> I think people are, are thinking, oh, I can't join a mastermind because I don't, I don't have anything to add. I'm not a big blogger. But, you know, you don't have to be to have something valuable. Every person brings a unique story, a unique set of skills, unique perspective. I mean, there's so many things that every single person brings that adds value to the group as a whole. You are part of the eBlog Talk Mastermind, and there are people inside of there who were like, I don't know what I can... I mean, they said this to us out loud, and maybe you were one of them, Barbara. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I don't know what I can add here. I hope that I can add value. And all of those people are so 
so valuable in the group. And you know who I'm talking about. Like there's one yes. person who has like in, intense, immense marketing knowledge and she just brings it every hot seat. We're like, whoa. And I mean, we've got so many different perspectives. So even when you don't think that you do, like Barbara's saying, you do. Everyone brings something unique to the table. You do. And I think that, you know, kind of what this mastermind does is it, it's kind of like tough love. I mean, you become <laughs> really very good friends with these people. I mean, we've been meeting, you know, since February or, and this new group since November, but you get to know these people, all yeah. of them. And I feel like they are my best friends. And I have met a couple of them now in person, but it's not easy you know, we will like tell you, you know, if you bring an idea and we think it's just bad, yeah. then we're going to tell you or the one person we were talking about, the marketing, she's always like, why do you want to do that? Yeah. What do you think that's <laughs> going to bring to your blog? What's your ROI? And like you're yeah. on the spot. It's your hot seat. You you better be ready because you're going to be grilled. Of, well, why do you want to do this? Or why do you think it's going to help? And that's what you need. You need someone objective to say, you know, does this really align with what you're doing? And just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you need to do yeah. it. In the most loving way, right? I mean, it's never yes. like, I've never, ever felt like people were slamming each other and being really critical in a negative way. It's always helpful, constructive, and valuable. And even if it is tough, I know I've been in a few hot seats where I'm like, ooh, that that was hard. I'm sure that was hard to hear, but that's why we do these groups. Yes, you don't need to, to I don't think you need a mastermind for someone to say, oh, you're Mary Poppins practically perfect <laughs> in every way. I mean, you don't need that. You got your kids and your <laughs> your spouse yeah, or your right. <laughs> family to do that for you. You need someone who can be objective and can is in the same business as you are that yes. can say, can, you know, point out the problems that you might be having or, wow, did you think about going in this direction? And you're like, oh my God, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Or adding this new project to your business or this new layer of your business when someone may have never, literally never thought of that idea before. And then also just being in a place where people understand you. I think we can all relate to that feeling of in real life being very misunderstood by even our, like someone as close to us as our spouse and kids. They really, really don't know the depth of it because it's just such a weird, odd job hobby. So to have a group of people who completely get that, I think is so valuable. What do you think about that? I agree. And it's just a place where you can just ask what you think is a stupid question. And it's not a stupid question. I mean, it, you would, it's a no judgment place where you can, you know, maybe you knew how to do it once and you forgot or, you know, and it's going to take you an hour to figure out again, you can ask a question and they're like, point you in the right direction and in five minutes you can get it done. So just having that place where you can ask what you consider stupid questions and no one thinks it's stupid because everyone has questions that they need answered that someone else can answer quickly for them possibly. So I think that's kind of a nice a safe mm -hmm. haven where there just isn't any judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. It's very safe. It's very constructive. 
taking a really quick break from the episode to chat about Rank IQ, my favorite keyword research tool that is made just for bloggers. Maybe you are looking for a more efficient way to do keyword research and a way to open up space in your business so you can work on other projects. If you're raising your hand high right now, then I will share about a strategy I employed that required four intensive months of work that has produced a nice, fruitful crop while I've been able to kick my feet up for the summer months. In a four-month span of time, I published 57 blog posts, all of which were run through the Rank IQ keyword research tool and optimizer. Most of this content was non-recipe material, so it did not require recipe development, cooking, photography, videography, etc. It has been three months since that period ended, and I've been able to ride the wave of my efforts as I watch my traffic steadily increase year over year. My blog traffic is now up 54% year over year thanks to this strategy. If you want to try something similar or just check out Rank IQ in general, go to rankiq.com to check it out for yourself. Now back to the episode. Okay, so talk about other avenues that you've explored to collaborate. Well, I read the book Common Path to Uncommon Success by John Lee Dumas. I know probably a lot of your listeners have read that. And one of the things he suggested was to get a coach. And so I reached out to someone I admired and asked if they would be willing to be a coach. And I'm like, I don't know what a, what's a coach going to do. Um, <laughs> is this going to be the way to go? This is a lot of money. Should I really be doing this? But I think on an individual, as much as the mastermind is fantastic, I think that having a coach really kind of focused on me and what my what direction I should be going, or not should be, but di- different directions I could go, giving me ideas and that person um, kind of knows my fears and knows my time constraints and can kind of push me in, like in directions where I can see success and more than anything, give me confidence to try things that I would not have tried before mm. or would not have even thought that, oh, this is something I can do. So I thought that was my next, my step in my collaboration was getting a coach. And I, I'm really, really glad that I did that. I think this is something that a lot of food bloggers look over because even if they're involved in a group, like a mastermind group, They think that that covers the coaching side of it, but there's so much value in having someone who, like you said, knows you, knows your fears, knows where you need to improve. I hired a business coach as well in the past, uh, it's been a little over a year ago, and I had the same fears, Barbara. I was like, holy crap, this is a lot of money. Is this okay? This is like, I had never written a check that big in my life, but Oh my goodness, the growth that comes from having someone one-on-one encouraging you, supporting you, holding you accountable, telling you like different ways to look at your business and your life even, it's so valuable. I never would have guessed that, but once I've experienced it, now that I've experienced it, I think, oh my gosh, everyone who is serious about growing their business needs to find a great coach. And I think one part of it that you touched on is the accountability. You know, you're going to talk to this person, however, often, (laughs) once a month or whatever. And you're like, oh man, I said I was going to do that the last time I talked to them and I haven't done that. So I need to to get up and and get that done. And 
you know, the mastermind doesn't really do that. I think the coach really, I mean, it can, but I think a coach can really kind of hold your feet to the fire. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What else have you explored? One of the things I did was a workshop through Tastemaker on brands. I had never done any paid sponsored brands before. And I went to their workshop, just a few people, four people there total. I was like so intimidated. These people are such big bloggers and that's not me. But out of that, we really developed great friendships. And I mean, it was a great workshop. I got immediately two paid sponsored posts with brands that I just loved and let just some photography work. So it was a, a great experience if you can find these small workshops. Again, it's just a great way to collaborate with a small group of people. And you know, I know that I can call any of them and ask them a question or get their advice on something and, and they would stop what they were doing and answer that, you know, right away. So it's just great to have those type of people if, if that's something that's kind of in your wheelhouse. Yes. And Tastemaker is known for putting on amazing workshops. The people are always great too. I'm so glad you got so much value out of that. And you did join me in a retreat recently. Do you want to talk about that? I did. That was kind of the last way that I have collaborated with people. I'd never done a retreat before, but since conferences, you know, I would say I'm a, an introvert and conferences are hard for me. I like to be able to talk to people I know, but if there's not people I know, then conferences are kind of difficult. And I just felt that a retreat would be more up my alley. And so I did go to here to retreat out in Minneapolis, got to see the wonderful state I had not been before. Yay. And um, it was beautiful. And we stayed in um, this great big, big old house with 10 of us. And I have to say the people in this group were fantastic, completely different levels. We had someone that had just started their blog, I think three months ago, and people that are killing it and have been doing it a long time some really big name people and then some kind of us in between and everyone had a different type of blog and a different style and different things that they were kind of expertise in and everyone kind of chose something that they wanted to talk about. They didn't have to, but uh, I think everyone kind of chose something that they felt comfortable with. And we just learned all kinds of things that I had not um, thought about from organizing your freezer with Lucy's amazing air table yeah. um, template, which is, puts me to shame. and uh, <laughs> But also like Facebook and Instagram and things that maybe are not my strengths, but are other people's strengths. So I thought it was just a, a great way to learn a few little nuggets, but also to to bond with people when you were with them for three days and, you know, eating together and just enjoying each other's company and and getting to know new people. And I think sometimes in your life that you don't meet a lot of new people, like in your, your regular non-business life at a point in your life. And so it was fun just to get to meet these people and get to know them. So I thought that was a great experience. And to learn what fake ice was, right? Yeah, that's right. Fake ice. And we were, most of us were like, what is this stuff? There's something called acrylic fake ice and it looks like ice, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, much. We didn't master how to open up a can of um, oh. beans without <laughs> um, a can opener, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so maybe we shouldn't be on a survival show. <laughs> right. Or, or maybe the moral of the story is to ask beforehand. I mean, that sounds a little silly to have to ask if there's going to be a can, can opener. Open. And coffee filters in the house, but I will be doing that from now on. (laughs) You can't live without coffee at a retreat. Come on. Oh, really? 
Okay. So you mentioned so many ways to collaborate. I love that you have dug into all of these avenues. And I think you are such a good example of how somebody has used this to really grow your business quickly. So talk through some of the ways all of these things you just talked about has helped you. Yeah, sure. So part of the reason that one of the reasons I think me more than maybe other people needed to collaborate was that I have a full-time job and it's not just a nine to five job. I mean, it, it can go long and, and lots of hours. And so I really had that need. To, I needed information and I needed people that I could talk to, especially starting out. And so what collaboration kind of did for me was it increased my page reviews so that I, um, you know, initially qualified for Ad Thrive. Just a few months after we started with the mastermind and the coaching, I was able to get from Mediavine to Ad Thrive. Um, my page views increased substantially. I was able to get paid sponsored work, one of the, which I really enjoyed doing. I was able to get paid photography jobs. And that was something that I really didn't even know that I would like to do, but I just kind of had the courage to go out and ask a restaurant if I could shoot photography for them. And they said, yes. And they hired me. And so that was just great because I realized how much I loved doing that. And without someone pushing me, I don't think I would have tried it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a photographer. I can't do that. And that was that was yeah. a great bonus. I also just got, you know, along with the friendships that come with collaborating, and it's just that it just helps with that. I think what all bloggers might have is that FOMO. You know, oh, I'm missing out on something, or I need to take this course, or I need to take that course. You know, you can talk to someone and say, oh, have you taken this, or have you heard about this, and did it help you? And it, it kind of helps make decisions easier. But I think that the biggest thing, you know, other than the friendships and, you know, obviously the, the my blog is growing and that's um, just fantastic. But I went from just being totally frustrated with things and not knowing, oh, am I doing this right? Or do I really need to do this? Or should I be doing that? To a point where I can kind of figure things out and I still need advice and help and collaboration. But it's not this just total frustration that... I don't know where to go next, or am I doing this wrong? Am I screwing things up? Am I going to mess everything up? Or is Google going to start hating me? (laughs) Um, You know, all of those things that I just got out of it. So what it allowed me is to go from just being so frustrated with it that uh, am I ever going to be able to figure this out to now I can do it and still frustrated with things. Yeah, but I can just enjoy it and I love it. And so I want to be, I wanted to be able to succeed in it and collaborating in so many different ways has just allowed me to kind of get past that frustration with not knowing how to do something. So now when I come across something that I don't know how to do, I have all these resources like, oh, well, last time I did this and I went there. So let me go look there and try to figure it out. So I, I think I've just developed the tools to being able to figure things out on my own. And I think that's just been a great, a great resource. So tools, but also confidence. I feel like I've watched you evolve into when I first met you, I could kind of sense that frustration and it's not just you, Barbara, it's all of us. We all feel that at some point we're frustrated, we're overwhelmed. We don't know if we're working on the right things. And you evolved into someone who 
just had more confidence and you like with your photography and reaching out to the restaurants and that built on your confidence. And then like each new thing that you've tried and each new goal that you've achieved, like your ad thrive goal you made in a really short amount of time. I mean, everything kind of builds up and it's really been fun to watch and to have a front row seat to see you evolve in that way and to know that collaborating has been really the base of it all. So from my perspective, it's been really fun to watch that evolution. And I hope people that are just starting out or maybe are just by themselves and don't have anyone collaborate that maybe listening to this will encourage them to reach out to people because I know all the people that I am friends with in the blogging world if anyone DM them or, you know, emailed them, they would stop what they're doing and help the help yeah. them. And I think not just me, but anyone would that I know would do it. We're, and I think as a new blogger or just maybe someone that's been doing it for a while but doesn't have friends, they think that, oh, they're not going to answer me. They're not, you know, they're a big blogger. Yeah. They're not, but that that's not how it is. I think this community, the you know, the community that I've learned, about and have become friends with are not like that. It's not competitive. It's very much a collaborative group. Yes, it's so true. I'm really grateful to be part of it. It is so true. I've never had anyone be a jerk to me ever. And it, the worst that has happened is I've reached out and people just haven't replied, but probably because they're busy. So if it's in your, after listening to Barbara and all of this amazing stuff she's saying, if you feel like you need your people, you need to find those people that are going to support you or person, just like, just do it. Do something today to reach out to somebody to, yeah, just like extend that hand and see what happens because most likely they're going to reciprocate and they, and then you'll have a friendship if nothing else. I'll one thing I wanted to touch on. So you talked about all of these amazing ways this has helped you. Collaboration has helped you. Something else that came to mind was just being relevant, like staying relevant with all of the like the tools and the platforms that emerge and all of the new ways you can gain traffic and web stories came to mind because someone in the mastermind, I think it was the mastermind group, like took off with web stories. And so then they were like, okay, here's what worked for me. The rest of you guys have to do this too. So it's a really good way to just know exactly what's working for people and then implement it into your own business. Yes, I, I agree. And that's that's another kind of benefit of being the mastermind. Like there's been some that were kind of the early, got into the Pinterest idea pins early. So then when I got approved, I had someone to ask and they were like, okay, yeah. this is, you know, this is what we're doing and this is how we're seeing success. And so it, it wasn't so, I didn't have to experiment quite so much, but yeah, we all just share ways that we're being successful and that might help someone else. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it's not competition. We willingly freely share because we genuinely want the others to be, feel supported and grow their businesses too. Yeah. And then I want to mention your podcast because you're starting a podcast yeah. and this is something that maybe you would have done otherwise, but I'm thinking you probably wouldn't have done if you didn't have the support of 
a group, right? I can say absolutely. I would not have done it or even <laughs> okay. thought about doing it. I mean, I had listened to podcasts. I enjoy them, but I just thought, what can I talk about? But I am going to be starting one uh, maybe in the next month, probably going to be August, but <laughs> we're working on it. And it's going to be about, I'm sharing your favorite recipes. So I'm going to talk to different people. Everyone's got a favorite recipe. And um, so I thought it'd be a good a good way to share those with, with the world. And to add a new depth to your business and you're going to attract yes. a new audience. There's so many things, other things that come along with it that I'm excited to watch unfold for you. But yeah, that's been super fun too. And I can't wait for your launch date. I will be your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we have forgotten, Barbara, that you want to make sure we mention? I don't think so. I mean, I, I did, um, like you said, we mentioned the web stories and how someone suggested that. And, and I was doing web stories a little bit, but they had a different way of doing it. And once I started doing it, uh, kind of um, changing the way I was doing it and, and getting some of their advice from doing it, my web stories just took off. And that really brought a lot of traffic to my site. So I, I think just those little things that you might not think about that you're like, oh, I can figure this out on my own. Someone that's already doing it and that's found success can share those nuggets with you. And that's what we all do in the mastermind group. This was amazing. I have loved chatting with you in this format. I've been asking you to come onto the podcast for a while and I'm so glad that you finally did. So thank you, Barbara, for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. I loved it. Yay. It was so fun. So do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with today? I do. And the, kind of the reason for this quote is that, you know, I wanted to start a blog because I just read about people that were successful, like later in their life, you know, after 50. Is there still something you can be successful in? I mean, I'm very successful in my legal practice, but I just wanted something different. And so that's kind of what, what the motivation was beside I'm starting the blog. And so um, one of my favorite quotes is from C.S. Lewis, who he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. He wrote those in his 50s, and those have become a really popular children's book. They're still popular now. They were very popular when I yes, was growing up. Yes, loved them. But um, a quote from him that I just love is that you're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And oh. to me, that just resonates with me. Oh, I love that. It's never too late. Never, never. Awesome. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Barbara. So if anyone wants to go look at those, head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash butter and baggage. Share with everyone where they can find you on your website and on social media, et cetera. And my website is butterandbaggage.com and all my social media is butter and baggage. So the and is spelled out. And do you have a name for your podcast yet? Just to have it, because by the time this is published, that could be a thing, or are we on hold for that? My goal is August, so okay. um, hopefully sometime in August. Okay. And do you know what you're calling it? I don't have an exact name yet. So okay. We're still so to be continued, it. look at to be the continued. show notes for that information. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Barbara, for being here. And thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.